Emerson Whitner and Brian Whitner. Ladies and gentlemen, Emerson Whitner. Yes, thank you. Hiya, and welcome again to the Wrestling Outsiders podcast. This is Emerson Whitner, joined as always on the line. The only person on the show who doesn't know who Don Pardo was, my brother, Brian Whitner. Brian, how are you doing this evening? Ole! Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get going, I do want to um, send my best wishes to the family of uh, Don Pardo, who is most remembered as the SNL voiceover guy, and also uh, my only good celebrity impression. And if you just listen to the first 30 seconds of the show, you'll see that it wasn't that great. But hey, it was still the best one I know. And, well, he did pass away a few days ago, and I just wanted to do that to uh, pay tribute to him. So, here we are, Brian. Do you want a cookie? Yes, I do. Where I don't have it? any. I don't have any. But, well, why the fuck would you offer me a cookie? Uh, to, see, to see how fat you are. Wow. What an asshole. I fear all night, uh, folks. Maybe not. <laughs> I'm joking, Emerson. I just wanted to see uh, how much you would really enjoy a nice, warm, soft, delicious cookie. Uh-huh. You can never say no to a cookie, especially a good no, one. it's a cookie. Yeah, exactly. Exactly what I thought so, too. Uh, we never actually talk about wrestling on the show, do we? No, usually we bullshit for like the first 10 minutes, and then we talk some wrestling bullshit for another 10 minutes. It's like a cycle, and at the end we finish it off with not wrestling, but yes, bullshit for about a good 45 minutes. And then yeah. we call it quits. Mm-hmm. And hey, if you want to join in the bullshit in the last time, uh, you can call in 718-766-4886. You can talk to us. Um, about Saturday night's main event. You can talk to us about SummerSlam. You can talk to us about Raw. Talk to us about anything you like. Wrestling, non-wrestling related. Brian will tell you all about his kids and his wife. I'll tell you about my <laughs> mistress. It's all good. They're trying to call me right now. The wife is trying to call you? Wife. Yeah, my wife's trying to call me up. Wow. She's, what does she want? I don't know. I, obviously, I didn't switch over to her yet. I wouldn't be terribly shocked if he would have. Um, but I don't know if there's any way. I don't know if there's a way on my phone where I can. Uh, do you really to want to? Time. Do you really want to bring your wife onto the air? Knowing, uh, Lord uh-oh. knows, Hold on. you I'll be right her... back. I'll be right back. Emerson, take over. Yeah, Emerson, take over. Emerson does the bloody show all the time by himself. Anyway, we're going to be talking about uh, three Saturday night's main events again from October and November of 86 and the first show of January of 87, um, which was uh, centering around the Hulk Hogan-Paul Orndorff feud from a few uh, from that time frame. Uh, Orndorff had just turned heel over the summer. Um, and... Here we go. The other main storyline, as we'll go through, Adrian Adonis and Roddy Piper, um, which, you know, this is now back in October of 86, setting the stage for the Adonis-Piper match at WrestleMania 3, which was almost six months later. Um, 
and we'll talk about some Jake Roberts. We'll talk about uh, British Bulldogs. We'll talk about Heart Foundation, and we'll talk about how much I miss uh, mid-'80s tag team wrestling. Oh, and Dave Hebner is all over one of these shows, and we'll get to that as well. Um, and Brian's still not back by the sounds of it. Nope. Uh, so we'll just move on here, and I'll kick things off. Might as well get started. October 4th, 1986, uh, the 7th Saturday Night's Main Event. Opens up with the news that Roddy Piper is injured and may not be able to sports entertain tonight against the Iron Sheik. Um, mean Gene interviews Piper about um, an injury angle that happened where Adonis took out his knee, and Piper is so mad that uh, he wants the doctor to deliver I can't deliver believe you're doing this show without me. What? Well, I didn't know how the hell long you were going to be gone for. Are you still there, or do I need to keep... Of course I'm here. Yes, I'm, okay, Emerson, well, I'm always here for you. you. You went away. What the hell did you want me to do? Anywho, you think, I didn't get very far. I previewed the shows uh, and started on at the beginning. Um, anyway, Jesse Ventura was off making movies during the summer of 86, so while he was away, we saw the most treacherous acts since Benedict Arnold sold the attack plan to the British, which was Paul Orndorff turning heel. That damn Benedict I, Arnold. Yes, I, I think, like, if, if you had to list evil people in the world, you have Paul Orndorff and then Saddam Hussein, and then Adolf Hitler, and then Benedict Arnold, in that order. Anywho, Hulk Hogan is... Yes, I'm still here. Hulk Hogan, yes, Hulk Hogan. Yes, Hulk Hogan is the god. I'm tired of viewing his matches because of the same shit. Hulk Hogan is very mad, and Paul Orndorff says that he is a liar. Well, we'll see here. Um, Hogan, on his way to the ring, literally lifted and moved Mean Gene out of the way so he could go and defend his title. I love how Nicole's, like, ranting and going on about her friend, and I'm just going back and forth between you two, and she hasn't caught on yet. Well, perhaps you should go talk to her while I move on. Uh, do you have anything, while I'll review the match, but do you have anything to say about Hogan-Orndorff, the first match? And you're not even there, so... Anywho, Orndorff got the heat when Bobby Heenan jumped up on the apron and got beat up. So Orndorff attacked from behind. Um, let's see. Or- Hogan made his comeback, went for the leg drop. Heenan grabbed his leg. That wasn't a DQ. However, it did lead to a bunch of police with 80s mustaches running down and carrying him away. Um, Hogan went for his patented lariat, which knocked out Terry Funk a few Saturday Night's Main events ago and went for the pile driver, when suddenly a fan in a dress jumped into the ring for the disqualification. It was pandelirium. This woman just hit the ring and attacked Hogan, and it turned out to actually be Adrian Adonis. So Adrian I'm Adonis... Still a, I'm still waiting for her to finally catch on, and I'm going back and forth here. And she's still ranting. Well, I barely got five words in. Well, do you have anything to note about Adrian Adonis in a dress attacking Hulk Hogan? Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. That's still creeping me out. Roddy Piper hobbled in for the save, and he hit Adrian Adonis in the arm with his crutch, which led to a one-hour discussion over what injury Adrian Adonis now has. 
He had a separated shoulder at one point. He had a broken arm. And I think they settled on some sort of an elbow injury. And Brian, I don't think, is here again. So Yes, I am. I, uh, I, it is not a kilt. It's not a skirt. It is a kilt. Damn it. Oh, Rowdy, Rowdy, uh, it's a kilt. It's a kilt, Rowdy. I swear I'll never call this skirt again. You know, cuss, skirt wearing freak. Well, Brian catches, latches on the one thing and doesn't even follow the conversation. Uh, snake pit match. Jake Roberts and Ricky Steamboat. Uh, Steamboat finally got peeled off the cement floor in Providence from our last show where Jake Roberts gave him a DDT onto the cement floor and knocked himself the fuck out and dragged himself into Cleveland where this Saturday Night's Main Event was happening for this bout. Um, Before the match, Jake Roberts and Gene had the best back and forth ever. Uh, Jake finished the promo by telling Gene uh, when he's finished, Gene will go back to selling encyclopedias. And Gene gets all, I never sold encyclopedias. And Jake's all, you couldn't even do that right. No, I can never do anything right. Yes, we know. Yeah. But neither could, neither could Mean Gene. No, he's, he's a horrible announcer. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Why was this a snake pit match? What is a snake pit match? No bloody idea. It just meant they had a normal wrestling match and... Jake had a snake, and Ricky Steamboat had a Komodo dragon, which was also kept in a burlap sack with some scarves tied around his mouth so he didn't actually do anything. Any thoughts on the match, Brian? Okay, Brian's gone. So um, the story of the match was the referee slow-counted both of them over and over again until Steamboat... Uh, had a backslide, and he won the match with the backslide because the referee decided to count at a normal speed. Um, after the match... Wasn't it Jake a crucifix make... backslide? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. After the match, Jake the Snake beat down the dragon and went for the snake, but in the meantime, uh, the dragon pulled out his dragon, not his penis, but his actual dragon, causing Jake to run away in fear. Um, and then Hulk Hogan took a shower and cut a promo about his title defense, and he claimed that 20,000 Hulkamaniacs were chanting guilty as charged, which turned Hogan on. Well, whatever works for you, I guess. No wonder why Linda divorced him. What do you think will happen, folks, first? Do you think Brian will get divorced or I'll kick him off the show? Probably I'll kick him off the show first. That's what I'm thinking. Um, and then after that, um, up next we had Iron Cheek. We're supposed to have Iron Cheek versus Pedro Morales because Roddy Piper was too injured to wrestle, um, Cheeky. However, Piper hobbled down to the ring and ordered Pedro out of the ring, and Pedro being a pussy... I think Piper that, got down the aisle quicker on a crutch than, than Iron Cheek did at WrestleMania X7 in the Gimmick Battle Royal. Everyone walks faster than Iron Cheek in the Gimmick Battle Royal. <laughs> <laughs> by, the, by the way, you should go, need to go, uh, listen to the show when we uh, finish up because uh, I'm just uh, ripping you to shreds every time you go off the phone. 
and you're gone again. <sighs> what a doofus. Um, so that leads to the uh, replacement of the replacement match, Iron Cheek versus Rowdy Roddy Piper. The entire match, Sheik went for a souple. However, Piper rolled through with a small package for the vehic- for the uh, victory. I almost said the vehicle. What the hell am I smoking? Um, after that, Dream Team backstage cut a promo, and I could swear, I could swear, they tried to say that it was Hulk Hogan's fault that they lost the tag team titles at WrestleMania. I didn't bother going back to rewatch. Whatever. Um, Roddy Piper dumped coke on his head and thanked people for calling him insane. And then, because the last two promos weren't crazy enough, Dynamite Kid cut a promo talking about something. He mentioned World War III and WrestleMania II, and I'm sure somewhere he mentioned December to Dismember and a bunch of other crappy pay-per-views that have happened, um, which led to two out of three falls for the tag team titles, uh, British Bulldogs defending against the Dream Team, um, and half of the first fall was spent with the announcers arguing about why this match was two out of three falls, uh, and the first fall in by itself, went longer than the entire two out of three falls match last time when they had the Dream, uh, not the Dream Team, but the Bulldogs versus Sheik and Volkov. Um, this, uh, the first fall ended with Valentine submitting okay, Dynamite. Okay, all yours, Emerson. Mm-hmm. So after 15 what, minutes, what? I finally get you. I'm almost I'm done the first get show. Rant, Just... Get the rant. And rant and rant. Where are we at? Um, at the At the Bulldogs versus the Dream Team. Oh, may I ask you, back, um, going back to a couple matches, what exactly was the snake pit match? Well, as astute listeners to the show heard me say, there was no stipulation. They just had a singles match, and one guy had a snake, one guy had a dragon. Ah, uh, okay, back to the tag title match. Are you on the first fall or the second fall? Um, I just finished the first fall and noted that the first fall of this match went longer than the entire two out of three falls match of last time with the Bulldogs yeah. versus Sheik and Volkov. Sheiky baby. Okay. Um, and after the first fall, it was finally determined that Adrian Adonis was, hit, was injured when he got hit with a crutch. That was the final diagnosis after an hour of debating what his actual injury was. And keep in mind, Saturday Night's Main Event was a taped show. They taped these things days, sometimes weeks and months in advance. So literally, they could have just created a new storyline out of thin air. Um, Vince McMahon, he pulls shit out of his ass all the time. Second fall was all heat on Dynamite. Uh, Davey Boy finally went all crazy when he got the hot tag. And they won the second fall with a running power slam. And then Dynamite did his diving headbutt off of Brutus Beefcake, who was on Davy Boy's shoulders. Yes. And finally, the third fall... Mm-hmm. Finally, the third fall was all Bonzo Gonzo, and Davy Boy pinned Beefcake with a perfect plex to retain the titles. Which looked better any than th- Mr. Perfect perfect plex. Eh. If that's possible. Any, th- any thoughts on the match? Nope. You pretty much said it all. Uh, like uh, my thought was, uh, Bulldog's uh, perfect flex looks better than half of Mr. Perfect's perfect per- perfect flexes. Mm-hmm. Wow. E- easy for you to say, right? Yeah, tell me about it. Jesus Christ. 
Kamala versus Kamala versus Leaping Lanny Poffo's perm and mustache. Uh, Kamala won. I love the porn mustache. Yes. Um, and Kamala's being built up to eventually wrestle Hogan, so um, he went over strong. If you had a million dollars on, Lanny, on, on Leaping Lanny to win this match, you just lost a million dollars. So, yes. If you have a million dollars to bet... If you have a million dollars to bet on Leaping Lanny, I've got uh, some real estate out in Arizona to sell yeah. you. <laughs> uh, so that was uh, uh, Event 7. Brian, you missed most of the review, but do you have any thoughts sorry. on the show as a whole? Um, Not really. It was a typical Saturday Night Night event. Orndorff and Hogan went too long, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, up next, we have the Dave Hebner Show, Saturday Night's Main Event yes. 8, starring Dave yes. Hebner, where there were six matches, and Dave Hebner refereed four of them. And every single time, there was referee shenanigans. <laughs> Go um, figure. Yes. And who would have thought that it's always his brother who gets all the crap, but, you know, Dave deserves some shit, too. Um, Jake... Uh, Jake and Savage both cut promos leading up to their match. Uh, Gene was literally shaking while uh, Roberts did his promo because Roberts had Damien right there with him. Huh. Uh, and, and he hates as he said on Legends House many times. Mm-hmm. And Savage cut a promo saying he's not afraid of snakes, along with yelling at Elizabeth. Um, this oh, was a no rare. This was a rare heel versus heel match. Jake had not yet turned, uh, but the fans were mostly on his side. Um, the entire match was Savage being obsessed with the snake, so he tied Jake up with the ropes and hid Damien under the ring, which was fairly pointless because 30 seconds later, Jake just got out of the ropes and went and got the snake again. This is true. Yes, I, I don't lie. Uh, no, you do not. Rarely do you lie. Brian is an asshole. That am I That's lying lie. there, Brian? Yes, you just is said a lie. I... <laughs> that um, is one of the rare times you lie. You lie. <laughs> you cheat. You steal. <laughs> you lie. You cheat. You steal. <laughs> oh, for the love of fucking Christ! Must you always be racist? No, how's that racist? Oh, God. What am I going to do with you, kid? You haven't figured out what to do uh, with me in the last 28 years, so. <laughs> Good luck. I, I've tried ignoring you and moving to an entirely different state. Yep. And then, you, and then you're the one who thought of this podcast, so you can't blame it on me. Yeah. Well, I would have done it by myself, but uh, you would have all, oh, I want to do a podcast. I'm like, damn straight. Fine. Yeah. We we can't let you be the host. No, God, no. I, I'd bring in so many interesting people to interview. Like who? Oh, no, I'll get back to you. Okay. Um, so that led us to uh, Slick selling Hercules' contract to Bobby Heenan, and Heenan had to withdraw a large sum of cash from the bank. Uh, and they just handed it to him without, like, you know, a bank... Uh, deposit yeah. form or like I was asking Enid shows identification. 
They just hand him over $75,000. And we know what Hercules is worth. And I have to laugh. Now, this is spoiling a future Saturday Night's Main event. However, later on, about two years away, um, Bobby Heenan sells Ted DiBiase, or sells Hercules to Ted DiBiase, and Hercules used this to turn babyface as he freaked out over being sold. He didn't give a shit that Slick sold him. Yeah. Maybe it's because like, Bobby's brain hand was white. Uh, yeah, Bob. And Ted DiBiase, you know, was black. So it's, well, that's, that's, well, he wants to get out, he, he wants to get rid of Slick because Slick is black, so that's all he wants. So you're saying Hercules is racist? Against white people, yes. I don't know. Uh, that made no sense. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't make much sense when I'm super tired. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is why um, you don't host the show, among other reasons. Yes. I don't have any equipment. Go dump ice water on yourself. You know, I was challenged to do the ice water challenge, and I have not yet done it. This is what challenge prevents me from doing it. I was challenged and I flat out ignored it. Um, <laughs> well, I was so challenged that, by Rochelle. So, I mean, who the hell's I have Rochelle? to do it. I just have, guys, fiance. Ro. Ro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was challenged by her and I have not yet done it. I'm sorry, Ro. I will do it soon. I promise. Uh, the guy one of these is going to call in, because every time you ever say Rochelle, I'm like, who the hell is Rochelle? <laughs> he said he might call in tonight to brag that he got more uh, predictions right than you on us for SummerSlam. So, uh-huh. Hmm. Bite me. Um, Just saying, so he might Ho- call in. So we have Hogan defending the title against career mid-carder Hercules. And... They had to do something to try to make you convinced that Hogan could lose this match, so they just kept saying that uh, Herc was just as strong as Hogan, which yeah. is, yeah, I don't know yeah. or care, <laughs> but if you take enough shots on the ass, you'll be as strong as anyone. This is true. Um, I did note that Hogan did give Herc the high knee, which gave Brutus Beefcake an idea for WCW ten years later, when the Booty Man used the Heine. <laughs> um, let's see. Herc had Hogan in the torture rack, but just let him go for the hell of it, while Jesse spent five minutes screaming and yelling and crying and bitching that Hogan and admitted. And like seven minutes. Yes. <laughs> oh, Je- Jesse just kept complaining later. Um, yeah. And Ho- Hogan hulked up and won the match with the leg drop. Um, and then he posed... won the match, not me. Yeah. No, no. The, the, the match uh, went like seven minutes, and Hogan posed for about another eight minutes. Yeah. Um, Jesse Ventura took Cowboy Bob out for lunch and told him about gas. And then they aired a music video... Uh, set to a love song documenting the Orton-Piper relationship. And then Piper had a heart attack, cutting a promo, getting all red and sweaty and going crazy, and what have you. Brian, if you ever want to say something, just cut in. You know, I, I don't mind. No, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just, yeah. 
Pipes were having a heart attack live on TV. That would put the bus in the seat for sure. <laughs> wow. So Roddy Piper versus Cowboy Bob. No wonder no one listens to this damn show. No, they listen. They listen for my pure amusement and entertainment. Oh, boy. Somebody <laughs> stopped its man. Um, I'm unstoppable. Don Morocco got thrown out two minutes into the match, and Roddy Piper actually won the match clean. Though, to be fair, he wasn't yes. doing the job, so of course there's no problem with him winning clean. Just don't ask him to put... Just don't ask to put. Don't ask him to put his shoulders on the mat. Um, Piper did point out that even though he won the bout tonight, the war has not ended, and the Hart Foundation want the tag team titles. And winning their next match will bring them closer to a title match. And, and they announced that it was a, an elimination match too. Yes, they kept they kept talking about it as an elimination match. But it wasn't. It was just a no. straight one fall match with the Heart Foundation yes. versus the Killer Bees. Um, oh, Killer Bees! Uh, Iron Sheik's favorite tag team. <laughs> well, he liked uh, Jim Bronzella. There's that Chabroni Brim Blair he didn't like. Um, according to uh, Bret Hart's autobiography, Bret said this was the first time they wore the neon bubblegum pink and it caused Vince to mark the fuck out and order them to always wear pink. Of course. Of course. Um, the Killer Bees had a great heel tactic where they would just randomly put on masks and then do the twin switch. And, you know, it was great heel heat. And, wait, are you going to tell me they're not really heels, Brian? Yes, I am, Emerson. To ruin you completely. So wait, really tell me the, kill- the killer bees are baby faces, and it's during the terrible. course of the, and during the course of the match, they cheat by putting on masks, and instead of tagging, they just switch in and out, pretending to be twin brothers, and uh, without tagging or doing anything like that. Is that what you're telling me? Yes, this is what I'm telling you, Emerson. You best believe it too. Believe, believe that, player. Well, this, outside of the stupid finish we'll get into in a minute, this was a great old-school tag team match. Um, I forgot how good Jim Brunzel actually was. They got the heat on him. And they literally, did, they, they literally did every heel tag team match move. They, uh, Jim Neidhart poked Brian Blair, which caused him to run in the ring, so the Hearts double-teamed him behind the re- double-teamed Brunzel behind the ref's back. They did the mm-hmm. old uh, uh, Brunzel gets the hot tag, but just before he gets the hot tag, the referee is pulled away, so the hot tag doesn't count. It was like so much just subtle stuff you'd, they refuse to do these days. Um, and unfortunately, like I said, instead of actually doing a hot tag, the finish just saw them put the masks on and do a twin switch and... Uh, they actually did two twin switches because the Killer Bees suck, so Bret Hart beat down both Brunzel and Blair, but then Brunzel came in and uh, schoolboyed him for the win. I'm glad you kept track of who was who, because I completely forgot. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, the legal man pinned Bret Hart, but it yeah, that's was... That's all that matters. 
It was after much shenanigans. Um, Damn shenanigans. Yes. Uh, Coco Beware's parrot, Frankie, cut a promo spitting on Moscow. And Nikolai Volkov, who's now managed by Slick because Freddie Blassie retired, uh, said that Slick was number one. You think about just all the manager changes that happened in this entire time? I'm fucking number one. How the fuck are you fucking number one, you fucker? <laughs> Nothing else? Just that? Nothing else. No, no just the man, just you saying the managers and people getting new managers left and right. Alrighty, so finally we get a match that has nothing to do with Dave Hebner. It's Coco Beware versus Nikolai Volkov with old ref refereeing the match. And shockingly, there was no bad officiating. I know, he was really old. Holy crap. Yep. You know, these days we have uh, Asian ref and black ref. They need to bring mm-hmm. back old ref. I agree. Hell, hell uh, I don't I don't remember if this one or the next one, but they also had female ref at one point. Yep. Uh, it, was, it was the next one in Piper's match. Rita Chatterton, Rita Marie, who later sued WWE, um, and was the first, last, and only WWF female referee. Um, I always forget Well, Coco won this match with the schoolboy because Nikolai Volkov was off talking to Slick because that's the best thing to do in the middle of a match. Of course. And because I'm tired of this show already, they had a six matches, and the sixth match went longer than nothing. It was Dick Slater versus the Magnificent yeah. Morocco. Further proof that Don Morocco sucked and couldn't do anything on his own. Um, and Slater had Morocco beat quite a few times. If Fuji interfered, and Morocco won with the world's shittiest lariat. <laughs> lariat. 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 Uh, you know what this means, Brian? It's 30 minutes into the show, and we've already done two of the shows. We, we need to break it on. up somehow, Emerson. Yes, we We're do. We're going to break it up just, Emerson. I know just the way. We're going to listen to this Jake Roberts promo. Jake the Snake Roberts, the match is at hand. Well, well, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Here we are at WrestleMania, and it's the biggest match of your career. Why? Because everything you stand for is on the line, namely the Million Dollar Belt. Oh, yeah. It can be yours once again. You see, all you have to do to get it back (laughs) is go through Damien and me. But you see, Damien and I don't forget, we remember all the times you made people grovel for your money. These were people far less fortunate than you. People who could use your money for essentials. And what did you do? You made fun of them. You humbled them. And you humiliated them. Well, now it's my turn. I'm going to make you beg, DiBiase. You are going to get down on your hands and knees. This time, you'll be the one that's humbled. This time, you'll be the one that's humiliated. And this time, you will be the one that grovels for the money. And how appropriate (laughs) that the money you grovel for is your very own. A victim of your own greed, wallowing in the muck of avarice. Longfellow couldn't have said it better. 
what the hell was that noise you made? I didn't say, oh, I, I, I smashed my fist on the counter to emphasize the Jake was Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. Uh, before we go on, I have to play this quickly. I'm not going to play the entire two-minute thing, just quickly. I did not yeah, hit quick. her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hey, Johnny. What's up? <laughs> uh, I'm going to keep playing that until you agree to watch that movie. Nope. Yeah. I, nope. You, you can tell me. I'm going to keep playing it. Don't worry, Brian. I will. You will have to get me drunk and or high to watch that movie. Well, the drunk part won't be that difficult. No. Yeah, the high part might, yep. but you have to get me it's either or or both in order for me to watch that movie. Yeah. Okay. I'll get you nice and drunk. All right. And and then I'll make you uh, uh, do a review of the movie. No. Yes. Then I'll get high and drunk again. No. Yes. No. Okay, fine. But I'm still not doing the movie. I'd rather chant for Steph. Steph. Hey. Steph. Steph. Oh, dear God. Okay. What? Hold the phone next to your mouth, kid. I said, oh, dear God. I have black stuff on my fingers. That's what she said. <laughs> well... We've been fooling around enough, Brian, but it's not yet time for the uh, next show. Instead... No. Yes. It's that time. That can only mean one thing. Once again, folks, it is time for Brian, my brother, in his failed effort. He will do it again. Brian will try... your favorite part of the show. I love it. Yep. It's the part where we get to play that theme song, which I just love, and you just love, and everyone out there yells because I don't talk loud enough to talk over the music, so I've got to turn it down and up and down and up and eventually turn it off. Down and up and down and up and down. It's crazy. And boots and pants and boots and pants and boots I should have just pants. kept the music playing for that one. <laughs> well, Brian, I, I know you think you're going to somehow stump me again, but I believe that I'm going to get this right. There we go. Uh, Brian, do you believe... Do I believe in who, in you or me? In me? No, I do not believe in you. Well, Brian, I believe in me, and... I'm sure you do. That's... All right, so here we go. Let's go, Brian. Okay. Try to stump Emerson. No. You're not going to ask me a question? Nope. Why the hell not? Because I don't feel like it. I, I, I just don't feel like it. 
So in other words, you just didn't come up with a question this week. No, actually, I do have a question. I'm just fucking with you. Wow, I should mute you right we've only, now. We've only been doing we've only been doing this for like 35 odd minutes, and we're done two episodes. We have to make this drag on at least for another 20, 25 minutes. God damn it! I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. All right. Ask the question. Uh, la, 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 la. Anyhow, here's a stupid so, question. Your what when I mute you, are you aware that I mute you? Yes, I hear a beep, and then I sit here silently fuming, and then when I hear the beep again and you unmute me, then I unleash all havoc and hell upon you. But you can hear me laughing at you and cackling, right? Yes, I can hear I can hear everything that you say when you mute me. <laughs> <sighs> Alrighty, so let's go. What's the question? Do what? Do, 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 do what? Anywho, I'm still alive. Okay, dear brother mine, what venue has hosted the most Saturday Night's Money events? Hmm. You ask excellent, excellent question, Mr. Brian Whitner. It was a great feeling. It was a great feeling I had all time all my life. Um, Let's see here. What venue? So it's not just what city, it's what venue. Yeah, or um, state, it's what venue. Okay, so, well, the ones that have popped up the most that I remember, um, Long Island, the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum, and uh, Detroit does it a bunch, Cobo Hall. I think even Hershey does it a few times. Um, let's see... I know East Rutherford and Tampa, they've redone. Let's see. Got a feeling it's one of those that I mentioned. Hmm. Sorry, it's taking a second for me to think about this. Uh, It's like, I know they obviously do... a lot more arenas than just that, but Hershey's the one that just keeps popping into my head. Um, hmm. Let's see. Yeah, what the hell? Because they only did they only did Madison Square Garden that one time, and to be honest, I think they only did Long Island twice. But I'm pretty sure they did Hershey at least three times. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Hershey Park Arena. Is that your final answer? Of course. Are you sure? Positive. Pretty sure. I'm 100% sure, kid. For $1 million in invisible money, are you sure? Do I get to call my parents and tell them about to win a million dollars in fake money? You can phone a friend if you need to. I will not phone a friend. How about ask the audience? Nope. 50-50? Nope. You haven't, there's no multiple choice answers. How can I get a 50-50? Oh, I can make some shit up. Trust me. <laughs> you're going to tell me that they never uh, did, that Tibet isn't what, the correct answer? The what? Tibet. Tibet. Yes, Tibet. I've never even done one in Tibet. 
Exactly. So Tibet didn't win. <laughs> yes, dear brother. The correct answer is Hershey Park Arena. Yes, three Tibet. times. It wasn't they, they Tibet. The sweetest place on earth. For uh, let me go through them here. Saturday night swim event twenty, which we will get to in a moon Evan down the to road. Alley. Huh? Evan to Alley. Yes. And then also they did the third one, and then mm-hmm. also the twelfth one, which we will be re- reviewing next week. Next week. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. So time finally for the ninth Saturday Night's Main event. I might as well kick off 1987 here. And uh, let's see here. We start with the announcement that Bobby Heenan has purchased championship belt insurance. I hope he got a, I hope he got his premium back because this up next was the famous cage match for the WWF title with Hogan and Paul Orndorff. Um, you know they only did I think like two cage matches on all of Saturday Night's main event history, and they were both really good. This was yeah. one of them. The other one was the Boss Man one. We'll get to eventually. And yeah, I mean it was just a really really good cage match. Um, this they've had this on a plethora of DVDs and VHSs since. Um, they did the double finish, uh, the first time, to the best of my knowledge, that they did the double escape finish with Hogan and Orndorff both climbing out at the, and falling at the exact same time. And uh, then uh, they restarted the match, and Hogan eventually won. And yeah, this is true. Honestly, and, you know, I'll have to watch the other one to make sure, but I think this one is number two in the two cage matches. Really? For this one, I, I, I think you're only saying that because we've seen Michaels and we've seen Bossman and Hogan how many millions of times? Well, I've seen this one how many millions of times, too. Like I don't know how many times uh, you've seen it, but, yeah. I've, I've seen it a lot. Uh, whatchamacallit, um... The Hogan boss man, I always remember for the superplex off the cage. Hmm. And Brian, Brian's like, wait, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. I remembered it when you said it. Oh, snap. By the way, did oh. I tell you that I'm, I moved around my entire apartment just because I wanted to have my bed next to the light switch? Yes, you t- yes I, I read it on Facebook, actually. Yeah, because I was too lazy because I like to read at night before I go to bed, and I'm too lazy to either A, buy a lamp, or B, walk across the room, turn off the light, and walk back across the room right before going to bed. Of course. Yes, I I literally moved everything just to have my bed next to the light switch. You lazy tone bitch. Or am I smart? Bum, bum, bum. Uh, Randy Savage yelled at Elizabeth that no one cares about her. Uh, I care about her. Yes, you do. Uh, George the Animal Steel kept yelling about a surprise, but he wouldn't bother telling us what the hell the surprise was. Yes, he was like, it was surprise! not me. Surprise! Yes. Mm-hmm. And the surprise was also not his action figure, which he had hiding next to his crotch, and then gave to Elizabeth. 
No wonder why Randy was. No wonder why Randy was pissed and just started hitting him with it. I would be too. Huh? And then, uh, what you call it? Uh, the, so the surprise was the return of Rick Steamboat, who uh, Savage had injured, uh, crushed his larynx with the ring bell, and led to the ha 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 hilarious skits of Ricky Steamboat having to learn how to talk again which everyone forgets because it eventually led to one of the greatest matches in WrestleMania history. If not the greatest match in WrestleMania history. Indeed. Um, yeah. George Animal Steel carried I've away... That. I've watched that match over and over again. No, it's 15 minutes long. It's not that difficult. No. George Steele carried Miss Elizabeth away and was out of the ring for at least five minutes and was never counted out. Damn, we needed uh, uh, Dave Hebner back. And finally, the George old Steel... referee who did this match or now? Yeah, I think it was Joey Morella, Gorilla Monsoon's son. Shows, shows you what okay. Gorilla taught him. Couldn't, couldn't even count to ten. Uh, <laughs> so five minutes later, George returns without Liz, and uh, Steamboat had ran down to the ring and pointed at Randy Savage like the angry monkey in Family Guy. And that's what kept Randy Savage from running away to the back and saving Liz. We never just find out what happened to her. I hope she's okay. No, you find out later on the show that Animal returned her to Savage. He released her from his custody. Mine! Mine! Uh, Let's see here. I wish Elizabeth Elizabeth was mine. Yeah. Now, yeah. Well, she's dead, Brian, so that would be really That's why I said, obviously not now. Yeah. Um, let's see here. George the Animal Steel's offense consisted of biting Savage, and then, of course, it was horrible because Savage won by hitting George Steele with the bell. And, you know, mm-hmm. he used that a decades-old adage, what the hell, use the bell. Yeah. And when in doubt, Ricky? I can use the bell. Works for me. Uh, Ricky Steamboat then ran back down to the ringside and posed at Randy Savage, which caused Savage to freak out and run away. It caused me to freak out, too. I'm going to pose at you, Brian. That one, you wouldn't freak me out, though. I'll laugh at you. Bite me. No. That's like driving 18 hours to bite you and then driving 18 hours back. What the hell taking me, Jameis? What the hell's taking you 18 hours to drive here? Well, I'm pretty tired, so I'd probably drive about halfway, stop sleeping, and continue driving. It's a fucking eight-hour uh, drive. Is it? Oh. Yeah. Seemed longer than that when I took me to ship up there. That's because you suck. No. Anyway... Harley Race and Bobby Heenan cut a promo about how Harley Race is now the king, and JYD yep. followed up by telling us that we don't need a king. So who's the believe? No. Who do we believe? Well, I, believe I don't know. We, we had a match then between the king and JYD, and all I could say was, man, was Harley moving slow in this one. Yes. Uh, the story of this was... He had a huge shit in his pants. The story of this was Harley had a huge shit in his pants and that Danny Davis kept getting in the middle when JYD would be on the advantage. 
Um, yeah. Finally, the finish was JYD putting on his Harley's crown and cape and then attacking Bobby Heenan, which caused Harley Race to be disqualified. I don't After understand why. Harley Race being disqualified, but yes. Yes. Um, after the match, you know, after the match, Danny Davis restrained JYD because, you know, the match is over. There shouldn't be any fisticuffs after the bell. And so JYD replied by headbutting Davis. And I hope he was fined $25,000 for that. I'm sure he was not. Yes. Um, backstage, Paul Orndorff was flipping out. So Bobby Heenan is going to go to Jack Tunney's office to prove that Orndorff won the cage match. And that's how that they roll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Adrian Adonis cut a promo while squinting. I just assumed his eye makeup ran and got all into his iris and whatnot. <laughs> Can you explain to me why his eyes were closed? Like his eyes were Maybe closed. He was the high. Maybe he was high and wanted to uh, hide it from Vince. Yeah. They should have asked Rob Van Dam for pointers. Called up <laughs> teenage Rob Van Dam, who, yep. I'm sure um, he was smoking back then. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm positive he was. Uh, Roddy Piper said that it's not a shame to get knocked down, but it is a shame to not get back up. And so that led to Piper versus Adrian, which did not go very long, and ended with Adrian squirting perfume in Piper's eyes. And so Piper managed to not beat the slowest count of all time to get back into the <laughs> ring. <laughs> Adrian won. It's like, good God. Wasn't it Joey Morello was the ref again? I don't know. I, I believe so, yes. It wasn't like, the old guy. I know that. It was an old ref, and they didn't have black no, ref at the time. They didn't have no. black ref or Asian ref. So it was or probably No, so it was probably Joey Morella who I don't I don't know, did Gorilla just never teach him how to count? Probably not. Maybe you should watch Sesame Street. One, two, three, four, what? five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Do 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 ha Three 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 cookies. Ha ha Oh, I was going to see how long you were going to go. Just <laughs> as long as you still you needed me, I'm sure, if I wanted to. Hulk Hogan was happy about winning his match earlier. That's good to know. And that I leads us so. to the that leads us to the 16th and final match for us to review tonight, Brian. And this one, Dear God, oh boy, this one, take a deep seat. It's the battle for Texas. Texas is on the line. Jack That's Mulligan versus Jimmy Jack Funk. One of these two men win Texas. But before that, we are told that Roddy Piper has severe discomfort after having perfume oh. sprayed into his eyes. Severe I discomfort. Why he has severe comfort. I wonder. Hmm. All right. Now, in this very important, all-important battle for Texas, Jack that Mulligan has his own won symbol. Te- Yes. Jack Mulligan won Texas. 
And then he hung bastard. Jimmy Jack. Then he hung Jimmy Jack Funk. Does that mean he also won the Cowboys and the Oilers? Yep, he's the one that moved them to Tennessee. That actor. Well, yep. it's just, you know, Cowboys should be the only team in Texas, but... <laughs> yeah, we only, need one, we only need one shitty team in Texas. I know, tell me about it. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I expect you to be mad at that one. No, but, not really. They haven't so even come close to winning a preseason game. Yes, I understand it's preseason, but, yeah. So what uh, did you think about the battle for Texas, Brian? I barely watched it. I, 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 I watched it, but I was just like, yeah, I know. And I just stopped, I just stopped it then. Yeah, but it was the battle for Texas. I mean, could Texas. it take two less people to battle for Texas? Well, who the hell else did they have in the company that was from Texas at have, the time? Wasn't Wyndham from... Yeah, Wyndham was from Sweetwater, Wyndham, Texas, Wyndham was gone. He? Wyndham was gone. No. Wyndham had... Well, yeah. I'm not supposed to know that. Because yeah. he was in the NWA. Cool, they have the I don't think they had anyone from Texas at the time. Well, make some... I don't know. There are two options uh. where... Jack Mulligan and Jimmy Jack Funk. These two people are wrestling for Texas. God. If, if you and I were old enough in the 80s, I think you and I could have done a better booking job on these Saturday Night Main events than, than the freaking bookers back then. Who, who needs a, to do a better job? They had a battle for Texas. Yeah. Don't you remember when... A few months ago, when they had the Miz and Dolph Ziggler had a battle for Cleveland. I mean, this is even more important. They had a battle for Texas. Well, it's Cleveland. Come on now. You get Johnny Menzel and LeBron James. I wouldn't even want to win that match. <sighs> All right, Brian. So, overall thoughts on the three shows we watched tonight? Yeah, thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I, I think I've done two solid thumbs in the middle, so, yeah. You know, Brian, tonight was, just proof, tonight was just proof that I could just do the show by myself and, uh, what you, no, I, and... That's horrible to say. You hurt my feelings. I have a big couple days coming up here, and you ruined my feelings. You hurt them. I ruined your feelings. Yes, you ruined them. Uh, I hope in my dreams. You ruined them, too, damn it. Uh-huh. So what are you doing the next couple of days? Well, tomorrow i got to go see my first NFL uh, football game. So that's only preseason. But still, it's, a, it's an NFL football game no matter it, what way I look at it. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. No, it doesn't count, but still. Still. Eagle, the Eagles and the Steelers, I will be in Philadelphia Eagle territory, a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan, and I will walk into the biggest enemy territory that I will ever walk into. So, yes. It's going to be a very interesting night. Yes. I I bet it will be. (laughs) So, what do you want to talk about, kid? I don't know. I mean, Saturday I have, uh, I go for training for my first head coaching position for bossy ball, which for those of you who do not know what bossy ball is, it's a mixture of bowling, shuffleboard, and horseshoes. 
what the hell? Yeah. And you're the head coach of this team? I am the head coach of this team, yes. I have to go Saturday oh. for training first, and then Sunday is my first practice. Have you ever played this game? Nope, and neither has the other head coach, so we're both going in it blind. <laughs> oh, for the love of Pete. It's a new sport that the Special Olympics of Clinton County decide to throw in there, and they need a coach for it. So I'm like, okay. Are at, least giving you a little, are they at least giving you a little bit extra money for it? It's all volunteer work. It's, it's oh, me giving back it. to the community. So, yes. But they do, pay for me to go to Villanova for, they do pay for me to go to Villanova for a week, and next year I get to go to Penn State and stay there for a week for free. So, and they pay for all my meals and shit, like practices and tournaments. So They pay for all your shit. And I was almost close to going to uh, the national tournament and the national games in New Jersey this past year, but, yeah, I was not able to go. I was close, though, but failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So, it's fun. It's very interesting. This is when I let you talk, because I have nothing to talk about. Yeah. Holy shit, we've got a caller. Oh, is it our dear friend Guy Ironstone? Caller, who is this and where are you calling from? Well, guys, my name is Jordan Garber. You probably heard of me, well-known wrestling journalist, and um, I'm just checking out Wrestling Outsiders Podcast. How are you all doing tonight? We're good, and you? I'm awesome. doing pretty good. What do you guys think about Night of Champions coming up? I think they could have picked anyone else to wrestle Brock instead of Cena. But, well, here we are. And I'm waiting for Where? Cena to get the biggest ass, the second biggest ass-picking in his life. Uh, okay, I think we got a little bit of a uh, audio barrier here. Can you guys still hear me? Yeah. Oh, yes, okay. um, are you... Uh, okay, you so, um, the... yeah, I just wanted to check out your show. Um, check out WrestlingWorld247.com and uh, follow me on Twitter at Jordan J. Garber. I hope you all have a good night. Sounds good. You too. <laughs> and we're listening to him on a seven-second delay as well. Um, just yes, you know, in the when future, you call anyone in, call... make sure you turn us down in the back so we can understand each other perfectly. I thought he was watching Impact at first. By the way, head-to-head with Impact, we kicked your ass. Yes, yes, Impact. Booyah, bitches. We won. Woo, woo. We're going to win. Yeah. We will like, be the fuck. responsible ones for the death of TNA Impact. The Whitner brothers yeah. will be the ultimate conqueror you, of you, TNA Impact. You, you don't come on Wednesday nights and try to compete with us. Like, I know. Hell. Come on now. We, we are here, damn it, and we will kick your ass. We have better segments, better match quality than TNA Impact will ever have. Are you sure we have better segments? Yes. Yes. We do. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if I believe that. Because you know one thing that never happened on our show, Brian? Me stumping you? That, and neither did this happen. But he was abducted by ninjas! Ninjas! Call the cops! There are ninjas kidnapping people on TV! The cops! 
Did no one get a license plate? Do nin- ninjas kidnapping TV? Uh, no one has ever been abducted by ninjas on our uh, podcast yet. Or put through a table. True. Nor have we ever put any women through a table on our podcast. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. We have had women on women on the show, though, but none of them we have. Oh yeah, Lauren was yeah, on the show. Yeah, Lauren. Like, like, when the hell do we have a girl? When the hell do we have a girl on the show? Wow, <laughs> this is your best friend. Well, I barely knew, and I remembered that you did it. It's easy to forget. Oh, God. So, yes. So we've got a long way to go. Maybe next week one of us will be abducted by ninjas. Maybe. I mean, between that between that uh, blurb and if you can get uh, CM Punk's impersonation of Homicide, seeing Lariat, Lariat, Lariat over and over again, that was put, those two segments alone any TNA Impact segment to shame. Mm. What about if we just talked about I this? did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hey, Johnny. What's up? I have a problem with Lisa. She said that I hit her. <laughs> what? Well, did you? No, it's not true. Don't even ask. Uh, I'm going to make you watch that. I swear to you. That will not put the butts in the seat. Sorry. It will. I guarantee that if we reviewed the room, more people listen to that than any other show we could do. Nope. Yep. So what say you, Brian? Feel like talking? Uh, yeah. About what? what? About what, dear brother? I don't know. Uh, apparently Anne Hathaway was drinking some booze. And this is news. She's only 31 years old. I thought you were going to start talking old. about Anne Frank. I thought you were talking about, starting to talk about Anne Frank. Why on earth would I start talking about Anne Frank? Because you said Anne, and then I thought I heard you say fuck. Like, and then, yeah. Yeah, Anne. Halfway. Halfway. Yeah. Yeah. Halfway. Halfway. <laughs> <sighs> Anne Frank. Like, yeah. She she was something, wasn't she? She was something, yeah. And you know yeah. the funny thing? Nobody huh. here, nobody listening to this knows what the hell we're talking about. They just think you and nope. I are talking about uh, Anne Frank, who had a diary. <laughs> the actual Anne Frank. <laughs> yes, yes. We, we are not talking about Anne Frank, the uh, Jewish Holocaust. Well, I guess she wasn't a survivor, was she? No, um, she died in the... Uh, and the only one who survived in that family was the dad. Otto. Yeah. Ah, yeah, I knew that. That you remember. Don't ask me how I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> how, do you, how do you remember that, Brian? I have no idea. I don't have the slightest idea how I remember that. But yeah, I remember that for some reason. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. What else is in the news? <laughs> Selena Gomez hooked back up with Justin Bieber. Yeah, that's right. Ladies and gentlemen, you get what you pay for. Uh, Let's see here. Julia Roberts and Hubby are in the news. They're going to receive an award for some reason. Uh, By the way, Weird Al will not be doing the Super Bowl halftime show. 
Oh, that'd be classic. Well, uh, now did you see the NFL wants people to pay to do the Super Bowl halftime show? I saw that. Because it's, I saw that. Yeah. Well, now the the choices are down to Coldplay, Rihanna, and my girl Katy Perry. Oh, they actually have a contest about this whole thing? No. Oh. Those are the three people they've, they're they down to uh, pick. Huh. Interesting. And somebody here has written that they'd be down for Katy Perry if she whips her titties out at the end, uh, a la Janet Jackson. That will yeah, not be, be happening. Awesome. I agree, but it won't be happening. By the way, um, I need to say this before we do get finished up. Um, even though I know nobody listens to the show anyway, uh, last Sunday during our SummerSlam report, I erroneously said that JR had some negative things to say about TNA when somebody asked him uh, what his thoughts on or if TNA ever competed with WWE. He did not actually say that. What uh, That was a friend of mine who sent me that message. He included his uh, uh, opinions on the matter at the end, and that's what I read instead of... Uh, uh, the part instead of that wasn't actually what Jr. said. Um, so, oh darn, sorry. Um, hmm. let's see. I have so Ryan, why here on my on. on my computer. Eleven things from the '90s childhood that'll make you feel old. Ready for this? Okay. Eleven things from your night from your '90s childhood that will make you feel old. Mm-hmm. Nickelodeon magazine. What else? Yep. Make you feel old yet? Eh. I thought they still did Nickelodeon magazine. Only they did it as like that little, kind of like the the Soap Operas Digest size magazine now. Oh, that might be Disney Adventures. I don't know. You're the one with kids. Why do I know about kids' magazines? I don't know. I don't know anything about kids' magazines. Oh, why is it taking your uh, nephew? Your nephew starts school next week. I saw that. Notice when he does anything bad, he's my nephew, but when he does something good, he's Jenna's nephew. Well, technically, he's your nephew. Jenna, it's not, he's not Jenna's nephew, technically. That Jenna was making like this. No, they're actually cousins, but they're pretty much sisters. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, my computer's being really slow right now, so I can't go on my list. You know, my list. Is that so. making you go to a different page for each one? Yes, it's a pain in the ass. Fuck it. Fuck it. Huh. Uh, uh, gentlemen, as you know, the ultimate warrior. Fuck it. That's <laughs> what I... How about oh, the girl God. pitcher from Philadelphia Blue League team? I believe she the pitched what? her team into the... The, the girl, oh, there's that. a girl pitcher in the Little League World Series. And she, oh, yeah, I, I yeah. think she pitched her team into the uh, U.S. championship game. I was like, what the hell are you talking about there for a second? And yeah. I guess there's thousands of people going to Williamsport, Pennsylvania, to watch these games. You know, because a couple yeah. of years ago when the local team from Lockheed, Pennsylvania, there wasn't, you know, thousands upon thousands of people attending those games. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I remember... Uh, way back when, Pottsville was in the World Series, too. Yeah? Yeah? 
Why do you think they won like and over three? Gerardville never make it out of the local tournament. No, Gerardville like would lose their first two games, and it's a double elimination tournament. So yeah, yeah. yeah. What 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 can you do? The team sucks. Yeah, this is what, very what, true. And I'm sure someone's right now listening is like, hey, we don't suck. And I'm like, yes, sure. we do. Yeah. yeah. How far have they made in the World Series? <laughs> yeah. He's a big... Yeah. Uh, so let's see here. What, there's something else I was going to say before you cut me off, and I can't think of it. Sorry. Well, I guess we'll... Um, did you see the uh, SummerSlam promo that they had Mean Gene do for the? They had uh, yes. Mean Gene. Run? Yes, that, I, that I was liked awesome. it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, but speaking of wrestling, uh, did you watch Girl Meets World last week? I have not. No, I have. I'm, I need to get caught up on Girl Meets World. I think I'm like two or three weeks behind. Uh, so spoiler I think alert: Minkus, the one that Minkus came became before. The episode before Minkus came back was the last one I saw. I think that was the last episode was the one with Minkus. Was it? So I'm only one behind that. Yeah. Well, anyway, the reason why I said that is because at one point they're eating mashed potatoes, and this shows you that somebody in the show is watching wrestling. Corey says, these mashed potatoes are the best in the world at what they do. And <laughs> all, all I could think is, uh, you know, someone was watching their serious Chris Jericho promos. Yes. And also, I'd like to report that uh, the WD Network, which you can get for nine ninety nine a month. Or twelve ninety nine. Hey, speaking of Canada, the WD Network reports to be a huge success in old Canada. Our old neighbors Canada. from the north. Yeah, the neighbors old from the north. Huge success. Old you just call them old Canada. Oh, oh, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, try not to say the D next time. Just old Canada. Sorry. And why would Sorry. you call them old Canada anyway? I don't know. I just felt like saying old Canada. Oh, boy. Let's see here. So, huge success in Canada. Yeah, stop oh, the by presses. The huge su- Finally, some good business news by the WWE Network. <laughs> well, by huge success, they mean that they got more than they were planning on. Uh, sure, and, let's see here. But, I mean, it's Canada, so they weren't going to get a whole lot anyway. Okay. Eh. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Eric Rowan slammed the big show on main event. Oh. Is that so difficult to slam the big show? Oh, by the way, we did find out on Raw the real reason why Mark Eaton was uh, fired. The timekeeper? No, the real reason oh, yeah. why he was why fired... Was yeah, the real reason is because, you know, he would ask simple questions like... Why are there cement blocks underneath the timers, the timekeeper's table? And I guess you do not ask that question. Nope, he had to be fired. Great, uh, I wish Great Collie was on the show cutting promos. Like why? Like why isn't there more Great Collie on my TV? <laughs> I agree. Him alone makes the nine ninety nine worth buying the network for. The first great colleague in promos. Great colleague promos. You do that. See if you get anything on there by searching for great colleague promos. Hold on, give me a second. I'll search it now. It isn't YouTube. Huh? It isn't YouTube. No, 
No, YouTube's for free. I need to look at WWE Network. If you find one thing by searching for Great Kali Promo, ooh, I don't know what to think. So you uh, looking that up, kid? Yep. That's how you still there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm still here. I'm still. I'm looking. I'm looking. And hey, do you know that if you buy the WWE Network, which is only nine ninety nine a month with a six month uh, guarantee, um, you not only get to watch SummerSlam this past Sunday, you get to watch Night of Champions and Hell in a Cell and Survivor Series and TLC and Royal Rumble of next year and the Elimination Chamber and Wrestle Fucking Mania. Okay, get this. I'm searching Great Khali on the WWE Network, right? And there's and no. Uh, I'm typing in great. I'm typing in great, and then like it pops up, you know, great Kali, great mood, all that stuff. I click on great Kali, no results found. So then I type mm-hmm. in the great Kali, no results found. Does he not exist on the WWE network? Nope. <sighs> Apparently oh, well, not. WWE.com found out who planted the cinder block that were used as weapon against Dean Ambrose. Any thoughts? Any, any, oh, let's see. Triple H, Glenn the Libertarian, Brian Whitner. It was Brian Whitner, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe yeah. that. And you know, tickets are now on sale for Survivor Series in St. Louis. Oh, it's in St. Louis this year. Oh, and Guy did say that he'd be willing to go to New Jersey next year for SummerSlam. Good for Guy. Yes. And I believe and Mr. Money back, Mr. Money in the Bank said that he brought out the weapons before the show started. So in other words, he knew that a street fight was going to win the poll? Or did that even yep. win the poll? There's basically three choices and they were all the same thing. It was a street yeah. fight, no disqualification, a falls kind anywhere. And I want somebody to tell me the I difference in those three fights. <laughs> I, I voted for verbal debate. Oh, that did not win, I believe. No, ver- verbal debate uh, did not win. Oh. Um, I was looking didn't for even get so a, good verbal debate. It didn't even get a single vote because I didn't even go on vote for it. You bastard. Yeah, what can you do? What would you do for a Klondike bar? Ryan, would you jump off the roof? Not really, no. I'll give you a Klondike bar, rich creamy chocolate, ice cream. For uh, ah! that chocolate coated ice cream. Oh, boy. Okay, I'm, I'm not singing anymore. Uh. Anything else, dear brother of mine? Brother of mine, tell me where have you been? And I let's think listen to this. Shut up. Gentlemen, as you know, the ultimate warrior. Fuck it. It's publicly stated that. Damn it, who put that up? Is that $200 an hour? <laughs> I, I just love hearing Vince in the background going, nice move. 
Gotta play that again. Good old easy. Gentlemen, as you know, the ultimate warrior. Fuck it. It's publicly stated that. Damn it, who put that up? Is that $200 an hour? <sighs> yeah, that, that's, by the way, why I was taking so long to finish the show, because I kept waiting for that to uh, load and load and load, and oh, okay. finally came up. So next week, Brian, one of us might be uh, abducted by ninjas. Oh, I hope it's me. Fingers crossed. What, next, next week, one of us may watch The Room. Fingers crossed that it's you. Definitely won't be me. Fingers Fingers crossed that it's you. Definitely won't be me, but I don't plan on getting drunk and or high this week at all. And next week, yes, next week, we review three more episodes of Saturday Night's Main Event <laughs> leading into WrestleMania three and the <sighs> Aftermath. But it does feature I, I like famous- this idea when you first said it, but I'm starting to get boring with watching all these Hulk Hogan matches. Well, don't worry. At some point, you're the rest. Hey, hey! the next show, he's in a battle royal. I think he loses, too. It's different because it's a battle royal. So. And hey, in about six weeks, we'll be in like 92 when there's no Hogan match. <sighs> Thank well, God. One ma- well, one of the shows in 92, anyway. <laughs> Something to look forward to, I guess. Yeah. Hey, it's the future. Now you can look forward to the future. What can you look forward to, Brian? I can believe in the present. And oh, hi, Mark. Anyway, that's going to do it again. Mr. White. What are you doing, Mr. So White? Long. He's on Jet, Mr. White. So long, everyone. Thanks for listening. Before I hang up on Brian, Brian sucks. Good night. So long. I'll even say hazoo, 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 hazoo. Yeah, Brian sucks. Brian sucks. He really, really sucks. Brian sucks. He really, really sucks. I do not suck. Yes, you do. I do not. We're talking over Guy's favorite part, you know. I know, we should just stop Guy's favorite part and continue with this lecture. Why? Eh, I don't know. Sit and giggle. You suck. No, you suck. I can't you believe you suck. just stopped the ending music. Why wouldn't I cut, stop the ending music? I need to let everyone know that you suck. Well, for the people who listen to this, who stop listening after the ending music starts, they won't be able to hear this. Not unless I tell them that we're still on the air. That is true. But this I'm not going to do true. that. No. Next, I'm going to play different. I'm going to play different music. I knew you were going to do this to me. <laughs> Brian, tell me, do you suck? Mr. Wonderful. Yes. Thank you. Mr. Wonderful. 